Welcome to Bad in the Boondocks. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Stan. And I'm Drew. How's it going? And still with us, we have our special guest. Heather, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was quiet for a second. <laughs> I was just trying to worry you guys for a second there. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow. I looked up at the thing and it was still going. So, Yeah. I'm Heather from Nature versus Narcissism. Yes, and we are going to do our second collaboration episode. I hope you didn't miss our first one. Yeah. That was all about, you know, our usual crimes. Crime stories. Yeah. This one is going to be urban legends for the Halloween holiday. Get a little bit spooky. Okay. Spooky dookie. <laughs> That's the word. I'm a, how is that even a joke? I it's don't really not, but it rhymes. It does rhyme it's and no it sounds sense. funny. It's it a dad thing. Rhyme. It's a dad oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's only okay. A dad so thing. like he came up with the same. So if you want no, to do this, up. we'll actually do this. His new saying is, "No, it's not." He's like, "Do you know what dead ass means?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What <laughs> in the know. hell are you talking about?" <laughs> He's like, "You know, whenever you say something, then you just say." Dead ass. <laughs> I'm like, Drew, you made that up, didn't you? Dead ass. Yeah, he made it up. Dead ass. <laughs> so don't even go about what I say. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, yours was bad, too. Well, it's fine. All right. Well, we're going to do some urban legends. Yeah. I'll start you out. Now, these are urban legends of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And I have one from Ohio, so... It has a little bit of detail to it, though. So if you guys want to start off and I can go in between your stories, either way. All right. I actually should have even asked what you were doing before we started, but it doesn't matter. I don't think we'll. No, I'm surprised. We're not going to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) did you want to do that? What? The three I. Yes, I will. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm not going first. Go ahead. You went last last time. Oh, well, I'm going to be talking about the third-eyed man. Sounds <laughs> What is lurking in the catacombs beneath the University of South Carolina? I don't know, but I have been there before. It's not the greatest. No, but there are tunnels all up underneath the University of South Carolina. Well, I hope you're not a really? tour guide because you're really blowing it. <laughs> um, he was first seen in 1949 by two USC students. A man all dressed in silver was seen opening a manhole and disappeared into the underground. And by manhole, it's not a man's hole. Okay, sorry, man. <laughs> you really were not specific about that, and I was wondering because oh he was wearing really? he was wearing silver. That is. <laughs> One of the students was a newspaper reporter and wrote about his experience. Six months later, a police officer was making his rounds around campus when he came upon some mutilated chickens. 
He went. <laughs> what are you laughing chicken? about? <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe somebody just ate wings and threw them out. That could be true. Oh, my God. Or maybe it's sacrifice. I know. Could be, I that guess. That also could be true. But you get hungry after opening a manhole. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> he went to his car to report the incident, and on his return, he reportedly saw a strange figure, all dressed in silk. The police reported that when the man returned, he saw an odd colored face and the in the middle of his forehead was a third eye. The policeman ran from the scene to request backup, but when backup arrived, there was no third-eyed man to be seen. Imagine However, that. Yeah, just disappeared. <laughs> there, there never really is, because everybody has two eyes. No, exactly. <laughs> maybe it was drawn on there. <laughs> maybe. However, it didn't stop the policeman from telling the story for the rest of his life. The next time the third-eyed man was seen was in the late 60s. Well, I can tell you why that could have been. There was a lot of drugs going on there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There are catacombs or tunnels beneath the university, and a few fraternity guys thought it would be a great place to take their pledges. Yeah, I don't know, because there's a person that likes to open manholes around there. Yeah. Um, Upon rounding the first corner, they report that they saw a crippled old man dressed in silver. He swung at them with a pipe and knocked one of them to the ground. The young man suffered minor scrapes and bruises along with shock, but nothing life-threatening. A manhunt was started that night, but nothing and no one was found. The entrance to the tunnels have since been sealed, and so far they have found... Um, not been reported sightings of third eyed man. So, do you think that they were just on drugs and tripping balls? It kind of well, sounds I'm, like it, but it, you I said it started the, in the forties. In the forties, there wasn't much going yeah. on then. Well, <laughs> you sound so defeated. I, well, <laughs> but then I'm wrong. thinking, if this dude is living up under there, he's not going shopping. That's true. Okay. And he's still wearing the same silver outfit. Wouldn't it be faded by then? I would think that it would be. That's why, And where did so. he get his cane from? Exactly. Mm. Get that from. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. I just, it was very amusing how he chose to wear silver. All silver. Well, he wanted to be shiny. Yeah. He wanted to catch your third eye. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, shiny things catch your eye, right? So he wants yeah, to be, true. he doesn't want to be the only one with three eyes on his face. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's kind of creepy, though. Some, it is, actually. And the tunnels are, there are some of them that are still open, but they're hard to get to now because they like kind of, there's always police things around there. Mm-hmm. But it is creepy. Yeah, especially if you know what's been said to have happened there. You know, it kind of gives you that eerie feeling even before you go near it, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Okay, well, I am going to do The Legend of Julia Lagar. I love that I haven't heard of any of these. You haven't? No. Oh, good. I haven't either. Well, picture this. (laughs) Edisto Island, 
Okay, that's our wonderful beach place. Yeah, besides Myrtle Beach, but I mean, it's a more old people beach. And this was in the mid-1800s. It's been told time and time again. And you may have even heard about it, or some part of it. Julia Lagarde came to visit family, and it's said that she became very ill with a fever, and she eventually slipped into a coma. Mm. Her family called the doctor, and the doctor pronounced her as dead. Much to the dismay and sorrow of her family, they interred her into the family mausoleum. Mm. Life went on. Fifteen years later, they had to open the mausoleum again to place another member of the family. But they found that Julia's skeleton was at the door instead of where it was laid to rest. Oh, this is so creepy because, like... Side note, my mom is in one of those, and I have a second plot, like, oh. empty for my dad. So, like, when they go to open that up, oh, like, she better be inside that thing still. Oh, wow. Yes, right where you <laughs> left her. Yeah. Oh, my God. It seems that maybe she had not been dead at all, but in a coma so deep that the physician could not detect a heartbeat oh or God. her breathing. And that happened. Yes. I mean, back in the, what? 1800s, probably. Oh, my yeah. God. They put the girls' remains back where they were supposed to be, and they sealed and locked the door once again. But that's not where the story ends. It seems that the door will never be shut. No matter how many times they have locked it, it always opens up. They say that now there is no door, and her spirit can rest because she knows that no one else will be locked in the mausoleum. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I feel like that that could be part true. Yeah. Part it, yeah. 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 She didn't have a third eye. No, yeah, she didn't. doesn't sound like it. Uh, that, all right. Oh, that's Tell sad. us yours. That I'm excited. Sad. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of sad. Ugh. There again, there Look, I, I was go. just going to say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> all death all the time. Jeez. I know. Drew's like, and he always asks, he's like, why do you always choose ones that are so down? Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes it overall more sad, sadder yeah. or something. I don't yeah, know. it really I'm does. Sad. Yeah. Oof. Okay. I'm excited to hear yours because you said it had a few details. Yeah. Okay. So I pulled information from three different sites. I'm just going to rattle those off right now because a few of the things I'm going to read are going to be like verbatim from it. So like just want to be clear before I start reading somebody else's words. (laughs) Exactly. So I I used that to happen again. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdus.com website, um, weekandweird.com and two news sites from like local news sites, WCPO and WLWT, which anybody from around here knows what those are. All right. So this takes place in Loveland, Ohio, which is where we recently moved from. Um, It's actually a really beautiful town city. I don't know what it's considered, but it's small. It's beautiful. Um, It's right along like the Miami River, which drops into the Ohio River. 
So like what it's, river? Miami. Yeah, Little Miami River. Oh, okay. Yeah. Little Miami. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not Miami, Florida. This is Miami, Almost Ohio. <laughs> that's mighty far away. <laughs> I know. Everybody thinks that. <laughs> All right. So this is the legend of the Loveland Frogman. Oh, the Frogman. You've right. heard of it? Nope. Oh, <laughs> but see. we have a lizard man. Yeah, we have. Oh, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like a crypto, oh. a cryptoid or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's see how close yours is. All right. Okay, so this legend dates back to the 1950s. It's said that the local business, uh, local businessman was the first person to see a creature now known as the Loveland Frogman. Um, I'll get back to that in just a second, but he stated that he saw multiple, not just one, but multiple bipedal frogs along the Little Miami River. So this river um, runs about 111 miles through five counties in southwest Ohio. Um, so basically, like, well, I don't know. You have rivers. You know what it's like. Whatever. So, like, I don't have to explain <laughs> that, but, you know. We're not that. <laughs> yeah. The river's like a river. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, basically, it's just like a bunch of water, you know? Yeah. yeah All right. Moves. So, you guys got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, it begins in the early summer of 1955. The exact date is a matter of speculation, but most reports say that it was sometime in May. So, like, early spring. So there are about three different versions of the story. So, you know, kind of like the game Telephone. Details will slightly change over the years and from person to person, stuff gets added, removed, you know, uh, glorified, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the first one states that this businessman saw three to four disturbing creatures gathered by the side of the road. He stated that they were three to four feet tall and covered with a leathery skin. The creatures were described as standing erect, bipedal, and having a, the head shape or faces of frogs. So, like, just three to four tall, foot tall, like, creature things with frog faces. Standing like, erect. What are you smoking? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want some of that. <laughs> yeah. He also stated that they had webbed hands and feet and deep wrinkles on their heads. They appeared that they were totally hairless. Other versions of the same description of the creatures, uh, but one places them sitting on a bridge and another places them underneath the bridge. So it kind of gives you like a troll vibe. Yeah. Since the first account does not give an exact location or a road, it's difficult to confirm which specific bridge the reports are meant to describe, but there are like a bunch of bridges around there. The tale is further complicated by local information that puts the man entering and exiting Branch Hill, which is a community bordering, like, the southern end of Loveland. Uh -huh. um, so it's it's worth noting, too, that most of these roads leading to and from Loveland, specifically the bridge areas, are not well lit. Like, it's super dark. So that'll mess with your mind anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. So due to the landscape and the layout of Loveland, there are numerous bridges that crisscross the Little Miami River and other tributaries in that same area. Besides the basic description of the creatures, the most interesting detail is that one creature is claimed to have held a cylindrical metal object, sometimes described as a wand. <laughs> okay. That makes it super scary. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like 
it could be scary until they add that detail. And then you're just yeah, like, all right, now really, what are you smoking? Little princess one. <laughs> right? It's got like a little star on the end, you know, and it's yeah, got little that's... lights. <laughs> it's... Uh, that's exactly what I'm imagining, like a <laughs> right? Disney wand that you buy. With yes. like the little feathers coming off of the end. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's also stated that the creature held this object over its head and that the object emitted flashes, sparks, or other pulses of light. It is sparkly. (laughs) He just wasn't a crackhead. (laughs) I know. Um, Whether this is in relation to a perceived threat is not related to the tale, though. However, upon seeing this object activated, it is claimed that the businessman fled fearing for his safety. Like, he didn't want any spells on him, apparently. Exactly. None of those. The first part of the legend infuses two typically contrasting elements to this cryptid. First, the creatures are said to be reptilian or amphibian in appearance. They are described as naked and hairless. (laughs) (laughs) These aspects combined with a diverse, somewhat, you know river ecosystem leads one to think that these creatures if cryptid are you know being somewhat like primitive it's kind of weird however once the metal object is introduced into the story it's easy to see why some have asserted that the frogmen were possible greys or other non-terrestrial life forms yeah true so like they could be aliens yeah especially with the wand yeah like (laughs) What would a frog be doing with a wand? Of course it's an alien. Duh. Yep. Um, so the version, the second version I have is you move forward in time a little bit. The next encounter with the Loveland Frogman gives us an exact date, time, location, and seemingly credible witnesses. So this occurred on March 3rd, 1972 at 1 a.m. And the witnesses are people that you should trust. Police officer Ray Shockey was traveling on Riverside Drive headed into Loveland. The police officer was traveling cautiously due to inclement weather. So they were describing the weather that night as like icy, cold, like sleety, like very kind of dangerous, especially on that road. I mean, I've been on that a million times. And like I mentioned before, it's not very well lit. So very dangerous and windy. So, I mean, he's going slow as it is. Um. He definitely shouldn't be on drugs. You know, he is a cop. He is on duty. So, But it is the 70s. It is the Coming 70s. Up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he saw an animal on the side of the road. The creature scurried across the road and the officer stated that he slammed on his brakes to keep from hitting it. Once stopped, the officer had the creature fully illuminated in his headlights. He went on to describe the creature as crouching like a frog. Then the creature went on to stand erect, bipedal, and stare directly at the officer. Like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if something is crouched over and then it stands up and, like, eyeballs me, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Like, oh, you yeah. seem fine. I'm leaving. like a frog. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he said, finally, it turned and climbed over a guardrail down into the Little Miami River. Again, the creature is described as being three to four foot tall. 50 to 75 pounds now. They're giving him a weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has leathery skin and resembles a frog or a lizard. Jesus. I know. 
Further investigation by other officers found that the guardrail had distinct abrasions exactly where it was reported that the animal crawled over the metal barrier, which, come on, you could look at any part of that guardrail and there would probably be abrasions from car accidents or, you know, side swipes. So that, I'm not hanging on to that. Um, There are other things that need to be taken into account when looking at reports of that, though. Though the basic description never changes... One report claims that the creature fled, descending the bank into the Ohio River. One has to conclude that this is a simple misprint or misspoken statement by someone unfamiliar with the Loveland area, because that's technically the Little Miami River, not the Ohio River. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe somebody just got their geography wrong, whatever. Um, The other aspect is the weather. There's no information available that would suggest that the icy road conditions mentioned were inaccurate, but... This presents us with an amphibian, cold-blooded creature that is moving in the open air without being burdened in sub-30-degree weather. Doesn't make sense. You know, amphibians are, like, cold-blooded, and they need, like, heat and heat lamps and hot rocks, and, like, don't they, like, hibernate and shit in the winter? Yeah, I mean, I don't see them being out and sleep nice. Right? Well, I mean, if they're three to four foot tall, something's fucking wrong with them anyway, so maybe they would be. I don't know. That's true. (laughs) Well, my question is, so did the guy in the, so did the cop know anything about the guy's encounter with the frog-like creatures? So, I don't know exactly, but we're going to get to somebody who definitely didn't, which makes me believe a little bit of it. Yeah. So, it's crazy. So, one of... The positive things about that report is that it gives a rather precise location so people can pinpoint exactly where this cop was talking about, which is, it's good. Um, So it's like right off of East Kemper Road and my house butted up against East Kemper Road. So we could walk right to the river. It took us like 30 seconds and we did it a lot because my husband used to fish down there. (laughs) Yeah. And one of my friends that worked with me was like, hey, have you ever heard of the Frogman? And this was like six years ago and I was like no what are you talking about and she's like oh and she told me the story and I completely forgot about the story until I was researching today for this and I was Uh like oh my god this is the thing she was talking about yeah it's so crazy but so in that area um the barriers have been replaced over the years but like people can walk in the exact spot where he spotted this creature apparently so I kind of want to go down there and like see, <laughs> just hang out and see if he's there. Yeah, just, just to see. Just I to know if, sure. we if we don't hear back from you, we know what happened to you. Okay? Yeah, he got me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get got. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is another report of the Loveland Frogman. Um, <clears throat> it's not really too worth mentioning because it was kind of recanted later, but it was from another police officer. Um, whatever. I'll, I'll tell you anyway. So you heard the first incident. The second incident happened on St. Patrick's day that same year. So like, it was just a couple weeks later. Um, officer Matthews was driving outside of Loveland when he had a similar experience. He saw an animal lying in the middle of the road. He stopped to remove what he thought was a dead animal. Instead, when he opened his squeaky car door, cause like, I guess they couldn't afford oil for their cop cars. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, the animal got up and crouched like a football player is how they described it. 
He hobbled to the guardrail, lifted his leg over it, keeping an eye on the officer the whole time. So Matthews decided that he was going to shoot it. (laughs) And I mean, he was a pretty terrible aim because he missed Uh, and he's a cop. So I'm not sure that's about. (laughs) Um, They're saying it's because the the creature didn't slow down. So whatever. We'll give him that, I guess. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. That's why he missed. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Matthews later told how he felt the creature stood more upright than the way Shockey described it. One area farmer told investigators that he saw a large frog-like or lizard-like creature during the same month of the officer sighting. So that would be three reports in the same month of 1972. There's a lot of pot going on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently, though, those two officers took a lot of like heat from the public. Um, imagine, yeah, yeah, and so there was one businessman who was like talking to the paper about it in 1985, and he was like, Yeah, basically, basically, he didn't want to be identified, but he was like, Yeah, they're getting a lot of shit about this, like, nobody believes them, blah blah blah. Oh, yeah, so that was in 72. In 99, there were like uh media interviews, basically, you know, how like Every so often, they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, update on this story from back in whatever. And then they try to get people to talk about it. Yeah. Well, our news people did that. And Officer Matthews explained that he was tired of talking about the frogman and that what he had seen was an iguana. Oh, my God. Are you freaking (laughs) kidding me? (laughs) He said, at the time, both witnesses definitely saw something like an upright man-like lizard about four foot tall. And then there's a matter of a sketch. So Officer Shockey's sister drew it out for them shortly after his experience with the creature. And it clearly looks like a giant frogman with like a bipedal creature, not an iguana. And during 2001, Weird Ohio did a follow-up investigation, re-interviewing principals, including asking Ron Schaffner about Matthew's attempt to pull back from his original story. And Ron Schaffner was like an investigator at the time. And he said, why after all these years is Matthew debunking the story? He's like, I'm not sure. It could be a number of reasons, but both officers told us that it resembled the sketch in 1976. Why they would show us a composite drawing of this creature back in 76 and tell us it looked like the drawing, I don't know. Um, So basically, he was just tired of people asking him, I think. So he's like, oh, whatever. It was just an iguana, an oversized iguana that, you know, got into the water or whatever and mutated i don't know just some stupid story makes no sense (laughs) i know um so then the third version this one doesn't really add up for me at all because of the location of it so this one is often reported with the original story from 1955 because this one occurred on august 21st of 1955 uh some lady by the Darwin Johnson said that she had an incident with the frogman, but it wasn't just her seeing it. It attacked her. (laughs) Wow. She was swimming in the Ohio River, which don't fucking do that. It's disgusting and dangerous. (laughs) Well, it sort of reminds me of the Edisto River, which is like dirty and disgusting. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Got train parts all in it. And yeah. Who knows what else? Yeah. So so does ours, and it has like, from what I hear, it has like catfish that could be the size of like school buses. Like that, it's 
disgusting. I don't know. It's, it's, ugh. don't do it. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. But <laughs> she was swimming in the Ohio River near Evansville, Indiana, which I, I think it's like 235, 240 miles from where they were originally spotted, like in Loveland. So like for them to get that far out, I don't know. That's just weird to me. She went on to claim that the creature attacked her from under the water and latched onto her knee. She said it occurred in 15 foot of water while one of her friends was present. The attack dragged her beneath the waves twice. After kicking free of the creature, she was able to swim to shore. Um, she had several contusions on her leg, including an alleged green palm print that seemed to stain her skin for several days. So, uh, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> the only thing I can think with, like, the green, like, print or whatever, like, maybe it was just, like, a bunch of bruises from where whatever had a hold of her. You know, maybe well, it yeah, bruised like her skin. Catfish or something. Right, exactly. It could have been, like, a giant catfish. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, well, so. The frog man. It does <laughs> exist. Out on does exist. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but, so, if that if that's the case, though, like, it's almost like... Because the one guy in 1955 said he saw four of them. So maybe there were multiple and they just like all lived in the river and they dropped out into the Ohio River. I don't know. I mean, whatever they got to tell themselves. But there's a there's a bunch more to her story. But like you get the gist of it from that. Oh, um, yeah. And the last sighting that I know of that I was able to find happened in 2016. So. Not too long ago. So, you've heard of the game Pokemon Go, right? Oh, my of God. course. <laughs> Don't even hate. I love it. Because he, he plays it all the time, and I have to tell him to get off of it. Shut up. Going into other people's yards. Quit <laughs> trespassing. Um, okay, so, it was like all the hype in 2016. I believe that's the first year it came out. So, like, teens and adults, even myself, uh, just run around and find these gyms and, you know, catch these little, you know, catch them all. You got to catch them all. Well, <laughs> there was a, a boy, I can't remember how old he was, um, Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend, and they were playing Pokemon Go between Loveland Madeira Road and Lake Isabella, like, next door to my house, old house, like, so close. Um Whoa. Jacobs said, we saw a huge frog near the water, not in the game. This was an actual giant frog. He ended okay. up exiting the game so that he could document the creature and took pictures and recorded a video of it. So I'll share with you guys the pictures that I found. I couldn't find the video, but like if you look at the pictures, it does kind of look like a frog. It's And it's pretty big. Um, he then stated, quote, then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. I realize this sounds crazy, but I swear on my grandmother's grave that it's the truth. The frog stood about four foot tall. Wow. That, that's pretty big. That's odd, though, because everybody says four foot tall. And the funny thing about this is, what makes me even more inclined to believe his story over anybody else's is that he witnessed it, he took pictures of it. Yeah. And then they went to his girlfriend's house and told her parents about it. And they showed her parents the pictures and the video, and that's when they heard about the Loveland Frogman. They never even knew they that legend until they oh. took the pictures, and they were like, what is this thing? <laughs> Look oh. what we found. 
and that's when they contacted the news. Yeah, now that's a little bit more believable here. Right? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to send you guys the pictures. Yeah. Um, They're kind of blurry, but, like, you'll get the idea. Let me send it. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, here we go. creepy and it's definitely not a pokemon because i play that game and that's not what this is (laughs) (laughs) i promise (laughs) all right they are coming to you now let's see i think i just got them was on your phone Mm -hmm. let's see these things (laughs) (laughs) right oh my god (laughs) We're sitting here looking oh at my lizards. gosh. Right? Dude, let me see it. Isn't that wicked? Freaking freaky. Freaking freaky, yeah. Um, mm, I don't know. I mean, if I saw <laughs> that, I mean, I'd be like, I mean, I would be a little, I'd be creeped I'd be out, a, definitely. I mean, it does, but it also kind of looks it would like, look like. Okay, if you look at it something. one way, it does look like almost like a frog on a lily pad if you look at it one way. I know, but doesn't it look too big, though? Yes. But then, oh, yes, yeah, definitely not normal. Yeah, now, like, whatever it is, it ain't normal. It's mutated. <laughs> yes, but then again, it kind of looks like a trash man, like a man garbage man. Like, you see it? Like, On you know, the like water? Off of um, Fraggle Rock. <laughs> It does. But you can it? tell that it's on the water, though. You can tell that that's yeah. on the Yeah, yeah. So that's the part that, like, what? Unless it's know. just a dude in a ghillie suit. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> but I mean, that's a lot. Of, that's dedication. That is dedication. <laughs> like, and you can tell that it was late too. Like, that's dark. It's like dark yeah. there, right there. Oh yeah, but those eyes. I yeah, know. but all of it's around <laughs> the nighttime though. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. Well, besides one with the palm print, but that's yeah. That yeah, but that was just a bruise, and that bitch just got eaten by a fucking catfish. Yeah. That's all that was. <laughs> Yeah. Something in that water done better. I mean, there's a yeah. lot probably in that water that can bite. Oh, yeah. That was quite the thing. But this thing is weird. I mean, it's just weird. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm... I don't, I don't I'm, know what I'm looking at either, but at least he had pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The police officers didn't have any pictures, and they couldn't shoot it. No. I no. And uh, <laughs> I mean, if it's this big and you couldn't shoot it, it, it don't go on that fast. If it's four foot tall and 75 pounds, I think you could freaking shoot it. Come on. Yeah. And it I mean, wasn't that I, far from you if you could yeah. see it in your headlights. I mean, all I can say about the cops is they usually mix a little bit of something more with their coffee <laughs> um, in the 19, what was it? 70s. 70s, yeah. That's well, funny. that was something. Mm hmm. Well, I guess I'll read my, I think mine's a little bit similar, but it's shorter, but mine is the lizard man and it comes from South Carolina. And as you were doing it, or as you were reading yours, it looks, it, I thought it looked exactly like you were describing it right here on the picture. But nice. Described as being taller than the average man. The lizard man is said to be muscular, covered with dark hair and scaly lizard-like skin on its face, hands, and feet. It is said that he has three fingers on each hand and three toes on each foot. The strength of the beast has reported to be enough to rip a car to shreds. 
There have been quite few, a few reported sightings of this creature around South Carolina. The first such sighting was reported on June 29, 1988, by Christopher Davis. His report is as follows, quote, I looked back and saw something run across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away, and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car, and as I locked it, the thing grabbed the door handle. Who are you? I, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to do something. Shit. I, let me finish. Okay, excuse me. Get back in the camera. I could see him from the neck down. The three big fingers, long, <laughs> up, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was strong and angry. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes, and then he jumped on my roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt, and then I could see his fingers through the front of the windshield where they curled around the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. End quote. Other reports have been made as well, including the mauling of cars that have been documented as looking as though they have been chewed up by something. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, that was very good. Thank I you. really liked how you were in character for that. Even yeah. facial expressions. Right? I could, I could hear us. his facial expressions. Yeah. My great. facial expressions are just on point. <laughs> so the creepy thing about yours is that he had scales and hair. That's like wicked to me. I don't like yes. that. Yeah, that that's a little much. Mine's yeah. not. But I'm telling you, that is like a huge thing that people still for. Or they always talk they about. They say it. that it looked like they a leprechaun as well, or some kind of crap. Yeah, it's I mean, like it a changed, green leprechaun. Yes. But yeah. now. Some of these people only have one tooth, one tooth. I'm not discriminating. <laughs> and I am not discriminating exactly. against anybody that has one tooth. God bless you for being able to eat food. But <laughs> a lot of the people around here, that's what it's like. It is. Just yeah. the other day, somebody smiled and it was one tooth, just one. And and from from just seeing his face, you think they you think that they're crap. normal. Just spending time smile. with the sun. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. I mean, you know the sun's going to turn. Gotta turn love the myth. Tooth too, so. <laughs> All right. The last one I'm going to do is the Haunted Baynard Crypt. The story goes this way. It's a story. It's got love, loss, and a ghostly happy ending. See, this is going to be happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> William Baynard built a magnificent home on the highest part of Hilton Head, which is a very nice place. Yeah. For his bride-to-be. And on the night of their wedding as they were dancing, he noticed that she was sweating and feverish. She might have just been ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he took her by the hand to usher her to a chair, but she collapsed before ever getting there. And when the doctor got there, he told William that she had con. Contacted. contacted. A, <laughs> yes, a debt. I think it's contacted. It's supposed to be contract. Yeah, I know, but I, I miss. Excuse me for making a ET phone home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she contracted a deadly fever. That night, William sat beside her as she drew her final breath. 
as with other devoted husbands, William built an elaborate place of rest for his dead bride, and he laid her to rest. But that's not the end. When the Civil War broke out, grave robbers tried Mm -hmm. to get inside the mausoleum, thinking that there was a lot of treasure. However, the only thing that they found was their own death. No one would be able to get into the mausoleum without dying. Many years later, they say that a group of teenagers were going to try their hand at opening the mausoleum. But as they approached it, they saw an elderly couple sitting on the bench that sat in front of it. And the closer they got, the couple disappeared. Oh, hell no. Uh. I'd be out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when you call it. You're like, uh-uh, not messing with that. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. See, that wasn't bad, though. No. All right. That's what we got. <laughs> well, that was cool. That was cool. cool. Yeah. Cool beans. Cool beans. And I hope that y'all, our listeners, enjoyed it because we will probably do this again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have at least two more holidays coming up this year. Yep. <laughs> and I have a good Thanksgiving one. I do have a good um, South Carolina Thanksgiving one. Really. All right. All right. Well, I do appreciate you, Heather, for allowing us to do this. Yeah, you too. This was fun. Yep, it was. So, uh, for my listeners, and hopefully you guys will become their listeners as well, stay inside, stay alive, and don't call the cops. And I am always staying. And I, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not always staying. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> Just sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I have been staying. And I'm always Drew, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya. Bye. See y'all.